Hey, man, he was in my face. I'm in your face. Relax! Don't push it! You embarrass me! Get over here! Jesse, give me the wallet. Brian Earl Spillner. Sounds like a serial killer name. Is that what you are? No, man. Don't come around here again. Hey, man, you know this is bullshit. You work for Harry, right? Yeah, I just started. You were just fired. It makes me laugh every time. I'm sorry. Uh, hi, welcome to the Cinema Night Podcast. I'm Michael Govia, along with the triumvirate, myself, Travis Roy, Eric Branstrom. We're known as the three people who do the Cinema Night Podcast, and we appreciate your time and energy. And Cinema Night Pod at ProtonMail.com. If you want to email the show, five star review. Today' episode is about Fast and Furious. Yes, the original. I'll talk more about this later, but yes, the original. It's called The Fast and the Furious, I believe. And our guest chose this movie. Please welcome in Robbie Fast, also known as Robbie Baseball, also known as Robbie. How you doing, Robbie? Welcome to the show. I know you're a big fan of Cinema 9, so it must be an exciting moment for you. Dreams can come true. It can happen to you. Uh, I'm very happy to be here with you, gentlemen. Uh, I, I absolutely listen. I, I think um, at one point in time, uh, there was mention of like somebody had downloaded like a whole bunch of the back catalog and I'm listening to that and I'm like, I wonder if that was me because uh, <laughs> oh. I, I feel like whenever my podcast feed winds down to like one or two podcasts that are left, they'll, there might be like three of yours and it hits the back catalog and I'm like, sweet, I'll just listen to more of this and then uh, like listen to you guys talk about what you've been listening to and all that fun stuff. So, um, you know, I, I fancy baseball podcaster, but uh, the movies are fun and excitement for me. You know, movies, murder, fantasy baseball. That's what I want to hear mm. in my ears <laughs> at all times. Okay. That's funny. Yes, you are the uh, co-host of the Dingers podcast. If you're into baseball at all, and if you like two down-home quality Canadians, check out the Dingers pod and follow <laughs> Robbie on Twitter at Robbie Baseball Numerical Ones. Robbie Baseball One. Number one. Cool. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show, Robbie. We appreciate it. Thank you for those kind words. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming happy to um give praise when 
when needed and or not needed, I guess, but when when warranted. And for you guys, for sure. Luke, I put it up right away. So Luke has bitched about this forever. He says his comments always come up 10 minutes later. It says 7.19 p.m. It's still 7.19 p.m. on my clock right now. We are receiving your comment in real time, Luke. <laughs> Look, Trust us. The reality is that doing this podcast means Mike, is, while he's talking movies with us, is also fielding like a million fucking spam bots trying to trying to get us to look at porn in the middle of our podcast is basically what they're doing. They're trying to get people watching our podcast or stop watching our podcast and instead watch pornography, um, which, you know, this is very, you, you can do both. I mean, you have multiple screens, multiple <laughs> windows. You don't really need to hear the pornography in my uh, experience. Yeah. They bombard all the pods. And I think, I don't know if it's a stream yard thing or a YouTube thing, but those they are really, really annoying. And we try to avoid it, but I guess we have no control who shows up. If you have the link, you can be here. I guess that's just how it is, right? So Yeah, yeah, and oh, I think sorry. for some of them, like YouTube specifically, as long as you followed the pod or whatever uh, for five minutes, I think it is, you can comment. So sometimes oh. it's like, hey, look, we got a few new subscribers for our podcast, which doesn't have a big YouTube following at all. Um, but that's because it's you know two guys talking baseball just like this, so it's not really exciting to watch it. Um, but people will join and we're like, hey, look, we got a few new subscribers. And then that's kind of the deal is that you get those link issues um, mm. when they join. Yeah. So we should boot all of our new subscribers. That's exactly it. Uh, new subscribers aren't real until they've joined your Patreon. That's ah, look at that. He's plugging Cue the next it. plug. Cue the oh, next. I don't do already. <laughs> Most impressive. Well, he is a professional. Also, Robbie. And I wanted to bring this up because someone asked me about this and we didn't talk about it. Robbie was on my fantasy baseball show recently as well. And we talked about your time as a uh, chef, like a real chef. Like you oh, are okay. a chef. You 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 do that. And you've been in the big time. And now you've kind of pulled back and you sold your restaurant, right? Is this all true story? All true, yes. Really? How accurate was Seared starring Bradley Cooper? So, <laughs> you mean burnt? Um, yeah, burnt. Yeah, burnt. <laughs> Uh, so I was looking to think of a movie podcast that would fit the realm for this show. Uh, sorry, a, a food related one, restaurant related. And I'm like, well, you know, chef is that's not old enough and no reservations. I did mm. try to watch it and I couldn't um, I couldn't do it. And then I found out that um, no reservations is almost like a shot for shot remake of another French movie. And this mm. there's a, a particular scene where like the uh, lady chef comes out and like throws a raw piece of beef on the table and that exact same thing happens in this French movie. I'm like, that's very disappointing. I thought people were creative, but of course they're not. Um, not everybody can be like the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, <laughs> settle, settle. No, no. Uh, but anyway, uh, Burnt has absolute elements of realism in it and actually burning out for sure. I had a chef uh, that was kind of on that same path, like a great chef fell from greatness, you know, multiple DUIs, ended up going missing, was a nationwide story in Canada that he went oh. missing. Um, short, it was 2012, the year after, like the year I opened my restaurant, I'd left a um, highly acclaimed place, opened my own. And then uh, there was an issue where, you know, he went off the wagon, got a DUI and then just disappeared. So there are elements where things happen, where people genuinely burn out. It's a real thing. Um, but there's always other parts of it that are like, only one chef could do one thing. They can't do all the things that are in movies. You know, like you can't go out to the table and tell somebody to get the fuck out and then um, also be the kindest person to like the dishwasher. You know, there's a, there's a balance that works within, right? Um, 
So, but yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen all that stuff. Uh, Ratatouille. What about Ratatouille? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I looked into that and I thought, I just don't want to. I just okay, don't want that's to. That's hey, no, the, the great reason. Hey, you, the big one is pig. What? Oh, well, oh. yeah, you're right. You're I, right. I, no so I tried to get my sister, uh, who is American by marriage and her wife to watch it at our house over Christmas. And they were like, I don't want to watch this terrible movie. I'm like, I don't think it is terrible. I think this is actually going to be good. And and because we have um, what would be HBO Max for you guys for streaming in uh, Canada, it's Crave. So I was like, well, let's let's check on Crave. So I put the preview on and it was French. And I'm like, oh, well, oops, I guess maybe we can't watch this movie because you guys won't read the subtitles. So then I put the actual movie on just because no one was paying attention and uh, started into it and it was the english version just the preview for some reason was french mm-hmm. i don't know anyway i i quite liked most of that movie um because i'm a chef i can't it, it it's got to be real and it, it's not there's no secret fight clubs <laughs> oh no, um, no. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fable or like you know there's something yeah. fanciful like, about it. there's definitely no fight clubs when, when when it gets to like the fight club scene that's why i'm like okay like they're not even trying to pretend like this is like ground yeah. in like a real reality but at the same time it's one of the most real performances cage has done so my wife did not we did not watch it that night because my sister um was not not interested in that but my wife and i watched it after they left from the visit and uh she cried finding out what had happened and i was like that is yeah yeah that is a sad uh great movie but because i'm a chef it also has uh, issues and errors that I'm not a big fan of, but that's just like the magic of cooking, uh, you know, or just like dedicating your life to uh, soup stocks and whatever is that things are, are terrible for you. It's very hard for me to just go to a restaurant and not um, point everything out that pisses me off about the facility. <laughs> so <clears throat> like it got to a point before we had our own place that my wife just wouldn't go out to eat with me um, because I couldn't do it. Or if you've ever, seen a hamburger with a chunk missing out of the middle or where it's like folded up that's because somebody in the back was pressing on your burger to get all of the uh juice out as they would call it and they just wanted to appear cooked and then they stab it um with you know it's a thing it's sometimes life is more difficult for me than it would be for others but it doesn't mean i can't still try to enjoy it all so but i couldn't find a a movie that was food related that i appreciate enough spanglish came very close to saying spanglish but i thought Mm -hmm. if anyone wasn't a sandler fan this is a weird Sandler performance, so it would throw people, even though, you know, now he's got hustle out, and that's, people are accepting the fact that he doesn't have to have all the one-liners, you know? So you went with the completely uncontroversial choice of the Fast and the Furious. We're starting at the beginning here of The Empire. Oh, because we're going to do every one of them. Oh, well, (laughs) if I don't screw up, I hope I get to come back. (laughs) Maybe ten more times, nine more times. Banished! You are banished! How dare you? <laughs> you don't remember every meal you ever cooked, Robbie? Is that what you're telling me? No, I used to save menus. Uh, I had like a binder of all the menus of independent restaurants that I worked at. And then if I ever had a dish that I'd suggested that got on the menu, that was like my favorite dish and I'd circle it. Or if I hated oh. what I was cooking at a restaurant, I would typically come home at night. So it'd be midnight or later sometimes. And I would just cook to like feel like I was free, you know, like when you're cooking um, and learning how to cook liver properly, you know, you're honing in on your craft because if you don't care, you're not going to you're not going to worry about it. Right. But I wanted to like liver and onions for old people. Uh, that's a really important dish for them. You cannot screw that up. So even if it's only 14 bucks a person, you want to know how to do it properly. So 
Um, I used to come home and I would cook. I wouldn't cook liver and onions, but I would cook everything else. Saturday mornings, go to the market. I'd buy duck one week, buy something else crazy the next week. And I just try to figure out how to cook it in my free time. I had my schedule arranged. I would work two full-time jobs, but I had Sundays off. So Saturday mornings before I would start one of my jobs, I would go to the market and get a bunch of stuff. And then Sunday I would cook. For me, that's awesome. Family, you know, yeah. For you, that's right. Well, hey, we're going to talk more cooking on the show later on as we talk about what was favorite dish of Dom Toretto. <laughs> Stay tuned for that later on. But of course, let's get into the quarantine viewing picks first and foremost. We're going to tell you what we're watching, what we've been watching, what you did, Travis. What you did? What you been doing? Oh man, I, I watched too many movies this week. It's oh. been I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I watched too many movies. Um, I enjoyed some fungal delights thanks to a friend of a friend or a friend of the show. I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. Uh, and so I had an animated evening. Watched Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, and the new Beavis and Butthead. That was a good way to do those movies. Um, <laughs> not my first time experiencing Toy Story that way. In fact, I think every time I've seen Toy Story, it's been <laughs> under those conditions. Um, the new Beavis and Butthead, if you're wondering, is it as dumb as ever? Yes. Don't worry. It's still stupid. Um, I also checked out 15 things you didn't know about Bigfoot. Number one will blow your mind from 2019. This is a fun little movie, like a satire about clickbait and like the way that like, you know, like Vice and BuzzFeed and these kinds of these kinds of stories work now with Bigfoot. So that was fun. I liked that one. Nice, yeah. A real nice, like, um, uh, independent film that's not a horror movie you know it's a comedy it's cheap as fuck it's just guys walk around the woods with you know with cameras so it's pretty <laughs> pretty pretty low budge but i enjoyed it um peacock recently like there was like a streaming competition or like they ranked like the most satisfaction that people have with with streamers and peacock peacock is at the bottom at 68 percent. but i actually bit the bullet and um got peacock this weekend and paid paid the money so i could watch the northman for instance the new robert eggers i've been you know wanting to see this for a long time has anyone seen this movie yet what'd you I think i've heard Eric? all about it yeah I, I watched it a few days ago i was looking forward to talking about it too well what'd you think let's let's talk about it loved it loved it like i didn't know i had had peacock since halloween kills came out exclusively made, on peacock like two years ago you made fucking paying six dollars a month for the past god knows how long I was out of my mind with rage on the phone to Comcast when I'm scrolling, and I'm like, oh, shit, The Northman? I'm like, I'm good. Bye. <laughs> Watched The Northman, canceled it, loved the film. Fucking brutal as hell. Dude. I needed, like, more, like, I I, like, I loved it, but, like, for what you, it lacks in, like, classic Robert Eggers, like, mysticism and weirdness, it makes up for in, like, gorgeous brutality and, and mm. great acting. It cracks me up that some of the reviews I've seen, like, like compared it like to the TV show Vikings and stuff. I'm like, look, if you know fucking anything about Robert Eggers, you need to get that shit out of your head first of all, and second, this is the the story that that Hamlet is based on. This is old as shit. It's gonna it's gonna follow its own path. It's not gonna have conventional, uh, you know, twists and turns. I but I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just easily one of the best movies of the year. Uh, I, I watched my first trauma feature, horror fan that I am. I'd never seen a single trauma film in my entire life, not even Toxic Avenger. I walked through the room once or twice when it was on. But I watched um, Class of Newcomb High, and now I've watched Class of Newcomb High. Okay. What's yeah. the plot? Uh, it's, 
there's a high school there's there's like these guys there there's punks that are selling drugs they get light laced with radioactive material and that turns mm. people into like to- toxic avengers <laughs> sort of <laughs> It was okay. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was okay. You liked it? It was okay. okay. Check out Cop Shop because that's that's been getting a lot of attention lately. Frank Grillo and his long locks in that one. Uh, you know, it was okay. It, it very very assault on precinct uh, what thirteen. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily get too excited about that one. I had this movie in my head. We're going to talk about stunts a lot later, I'm sure. But I had this movie in my head. The first stunt I ever remember being impressed by was this Burt Reynolds movie. And this, and all I remember is like this guy like falling off a building. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm Cooper. Googling and Googling. Stick. Like, stick. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. stick. Elmore Leonard, um, you know, wrote the screen you know, based on the book and co-wrote the screenplay directed by Burt Reynolds. You got so many people in this thing. George Siegel and Candace Bergen. Um, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's still pretty good. It's on, it's on, uh, YouTube right now. That's where I had to find it. The, uh, the special effect of the guy actually falling still is pretty cool for, you know, for, I mean, you know, it's 1985. It's nothing to get that excited about, but but I enjoyed watching stick. That was, that was cool easily. And I I got my, my last couple here i watched um, i watched the outfit from 2022 that was another reason why i got i got peacock nice to see mark ryland star in something but the film was i mean it was good but it was also kind of like trying to wow you a little bit like oh there's so many like twists like oh another twist oh here's one more twist it kind of got to be predictable like every time something happened you're like okay so what's the twist but it was okay (laughs) but the easily the, the the movie that impressed me the most uh this week which so far might be my favorite film of the year was Cha Cha Real Smooth, a movie that came that came out for Apple, starring Dakota Johnson and this guy named uh, something Rafe, Chance Rafe Cooper, Cooper Rafe. Um, this movie was n- kind of you know not super surprising in a lot of ways, but it's about a it's about like a guy who's fresh out of college and doesn't really know what he's doing with his life and, and stumbles across into this friendship with this woman who's engaged and has a a child who's about 13 and on the spectrum and uh, becomes friends with them. And it's like this weird kind of friendship thing, romance too, but like, man, it's just, you know, one of those movies are like, Oh, I'm I'm into this movie. But by the time that the end of it came, I'm like, I'm Oliver Klempt, you know. It was good. I definitely What's would recommend Cha Cha Real Smooth. Definitely worth checking out. Wow. And that's and that's those are the movies that I watched this week. I mean, I honestly I watched a few more, but we don't have to talk about all of them. <laughs> oh yes. By the way, in the live chat, Luke says, "When does the audio kick in?" Oh my! Gosh. I told Luke I pulled it up and it's working fine. And then Luke just texted me. YouTube updated and changed my settings. My Dude, bad. Luke, call text false information. Alone. We're doing a show here. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. All right, Eric, we're over to you. What you been watching? Yeah, what's Dead Again? Remember 1992? Kenneth oh, Branagh film? Fucking bonkers as hell. Remember the poster? Like, I always seen this poster, like the two faces. Like, what the fuck is this movie? It's out of control. Like, what is this plot? Have, have you seen this movie? I don't nope. know if I actually saw it. Dead again. I the title. Like Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. No surprise there. Uh, like Dead reincarnation again. thriller. It's like uh, they're like they're living these different lives and like now like Kenneth Branagh's got like a shitty New York accent. Like because he probably like watched one episode of like Twenty One Jump Street. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can I can do the accent. 
Was it uh, better than Artemis Fall? N- n- <laughs> nothing's better than that. It's out of control. Uh, it's fucking... It's kind of cool, but extremely goofy. Uh, it's it's very hard to pinpoint, which I guess makes it kind of cool because there's nothing like it, especially in the early 90s. I can't even describe the plot. It's like reincarnation thriller. I don't know. It's fucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sing 1 and 2. Loved them both. Uh, yeah, Sing 1 and 2. Excellent animated films. Uh, heavy. Heavy, 1995, James Mangold, Pruitt Taylor Vince, Liv yeah. Tyler, oh, Debbie yeah, Harry, yeah. Joe Grafasi, fucking fantastic. Shelly Winters, oh my God, incredible. I remember that. Uh, yeah, James Mangold's first four. Incredible. And onto the scene, man. After coming out of the Sundance Lab, and he had mentored under Milos Forman. Ooh. And his first film is fucking fantastic dude you were talking uh on is it safe mike uh excellent podcast by the way if you like cinema nine and what mike has to offer here listen to last week's episode is it safe they were talking about like um performances from folks excuse me that aren't really actors uh that, that yes. do really well with them and i, I went back and i'm like you nailed it with the killing dude from the killing field um Debbie Harry, Blondie herself, is fucking fantastic in the movie and the supporting role as this waitress. It's huh. a beautiful, like low budget independent story about a you know larger dude, and it's not even the point about him being like a big dude. It's just a, it's an isolated fella who doesn't know how to communicate uh, with people, and he develops this relationship with this young woman, Liv Tyler, who I've, I've always liked. I mean, where is Liv Tyler? I, I've always just really enjoyed her softness, her quiet demeanor uh love the movie man check out heavy she's permanently stuck in armageddon in a time loop it sucks for her but that's where she is <laughs> that's where she is currently yeah it's it's, it's complicated yeah, yeah i imagine it is um yeah the northman the northman man check it out dude <laughs> it's it's such an achievement like they they give robert eggers like they give him like a hundred million dollars which as it turns out was mistake they haven't recouped their money by any stretch but yeah. uh, i mean it's this is what happens future classic man. it's a future this classic is what happens man yeah it'll, it'll trust me the dvd sales or whatever the streaming sales or whatever the, it'll, they'll make up for it but uh when you got a director of this caliber man just give him whatever the fuck he wants to because you're going to have a classic that's going to be in every cinema book in every college from from here on out it was, it was so good no, no real spoiler here, but did you notice that when Willem Dafoe appears on screen, it, he comes with a reluctant dragons? Oh, <laughs> I did notice that. He did. Um, you noticed it as well, right? I mean, it's full yeah, I on. That's what he does. That. Nicole Kidman, <laughs> best supporting she's actress. She's so great. So fucking good. One of the best. Maybe the performance of, of the movie. And um, Alexander Skarsgård, for years, man, I've been like, yeah, look, the dude's hot, great abs. This guy can act, man. He's acting his heart out. He's I mean, putting. Remember the, the Revenant. Remember when? Remember when Leo walks. was getting all this accolades for the Revenant, which was a great performance and a great movie. But let's be honest, what was he doing? Wandering around in the cold. Alexander Sarsgaard is not only wandering around in the cold, but he's he's acting his fucking heart out, and on in every second of his scenes, no one noticed. Uh, incredible uh, performance. Know. Great film. Awesome movie. But that's it, man. That's okay. You know, there's no uh, quota on this show. You fault. could watch as little, or it's definitely. Uh, uh, look who's here. These bastards showed up again. Oh, we uh, got some porno, some por- yeah, porno some porn. advertisers. 
I have blocked them. I've put them in timeout. We'll see if that holds up in court, uh, StreamYard court, YouTube court. Okay, uh, Michael Gobi is my name, and I watch some movies. Uh, hi. I wrote them hi. down. I was I thinking might. very Ooh. much of how, yeah, I'm, I'm getting back to my, I used to do a weekly list where I have them all written out, and I wanted to make sure I got back to basics. So, so I helpful. fired up. Yes, it is useful. You're right. We're doing a live show, a bunch of stuff. Travis already says a bunch of things going on here. It's good to know. So I watched uh, Pixels. That movie sucks. Jesus, oh, it does. I mean, there's a tiny bit of like retro video games. You know, I think I watched it because we did the Donkey Kong documentary a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Pixels. Yeah, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man. But good Lord. Peter, I think I mentioned this on Is It Safe, Eric? Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. one of his worst attempts, a great actor, but good yeah. God, a horrendous Southern accent in that film. Yeah. It does not fly. The English just constantly comes out of like every fifth word he says. And I, I love Peter Dinklage, I do, but hey, got to call it like it is. The English. Patriarch movie, man. One for the art, one for the condo. You got to make Isn't money. Dinklage English? Oh, no, he's an American. Played really? Punk, played punk bands and everything. Yeah, he's American. You know what's crazy about that then? That it's even worse. That's even worse then. Because it sounded, it's like a highfalutin. It like it came and went. It was really bizarre, man. If go back, if you ever watch Pixels accidentally, or even if you're forced to in torture, you'll notice it. It's pretty bad. I mean, people can't do Southern accents. If they're not from the South, they can't fucking do them. It's amazing, but they can't seem to be able to do them. Wow, best Southern accent. That's a good future episode. Top three <laughs> best Southern accents. Sounds like a Patreon. Uh, yeah, we have a Patreon if you're interested. It uh, starts for as little as $5. You can have the experience beyond just the show. <laughs> right, Robbie? You still here? You still with us? Yeah. Oh, I'm here. I'm, you're I'm a just good boy. Listening. I'm like, I know. You're I such a good boy. I listen to this later. So it's the I, third time you've <laughs> called him a good boy. Yeah. Chime in. Yes, Chime in at any time. We interrupt each other constantly, Robbie. Don't, don't, don't be right. coy. I, I feel like on Dingers, I'm constantly interrupting my co-host, Ty, so I'm trying to get better at that through these um, external podcast appearance, appearances. And then That's I was also thing. coughing earlier, so I muted myself because I'm polite. You are Man. polite. That is good. I got a lot of things to say about all that, but we don't have time for that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I watched that. Took it back to 97. I remember when this came out, we, at least several friends of ours, I don't know if you were involved or not, Travis or Eric, but there was a lot of excitement about the cast of Copland and like, oh, dude, this yeah, movie's gonna be a, it's gonna be amazing, man! Look at Robert De Niro, and Harvey Keitel, and Sylvester Stallone, and quite the letdown. Shiora <laughs> in her prime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, that's true too. Beautiful. Um, Peter Berg, yeah, that's a, you know, Robert Patrick playing the asshole. He does a great job as an asshole. I really like Robert Patrick. I've considered as a it for the show a, a couple times. But oh, really? Yeah. How how does it hold up? Yeah, so like kind of left with. I, I appreciate it a tiny bit more now, but it's still basically with the same still feeling. Like, okay, okay, it's over now. All right, too, yeah. too much Rappaport, as I recall. Way too much Rappaport. Yeah. Uh, get get off the Rappaport. <laughs> I would say it's not as much. Yeah, there's a lot of Superboy. I kept thinking, uh, did I Superboy. make that up in my head? Was there a character called Superboy in this movie? Because that's such a weird. <laughs> no, it's, real. it's not a superhero <laughs> movie, no. but sure enough, Superboy Murray Babbage is said like 80 times in the movie, but uh, <laughs> but a little less Rappaport than maybe you remember too. He's not as he's not in there as much that's as good. I recalled either. Okay. Uh, but it's not good. Uh, I watched. <laughs> Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That was fun. I remember um, <laughs> Station. Yeah. yeah. I remember being more of a fan of that one because we saw it in the drive-in. And 
I remembered more things from that movie than I do the first one, oddly enough. Which what is it? What is it? They did to death. They 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 noogied me. They they noogied me. What is it? Melvin. They Melvin. Melvin. me. Totally forgot about that. A Melvin. Yeah. William Sadler, baby. Yeah. He's great as death. Fine death. And the guy from Major League who plays a you know Rob, you appreciate that who plays the old broke down pitcher. He plays a general colonel that's in hell with them, and he's got a great. It's really good. I was one of his finest performances. I wish I could think of his name right now, but I can't. I know who you're talking you about. You stole that. Dinkins' Easter basket. Oh, yeah, fantastic. it's weird. It's a weird yeah. movie too. It's a lot weirder than I recalled. Yeah, uh, I would recommend it. Check it out. Yeah, but I don't know if I can recommend the third one. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, at least it looked like was Keanu tough. was trying in the second one. It was. It was tough watching that one. The last oh. one. Yeah, yeah, it was. I agree with you. Uh. I just want to mention there's a movie coming out or that might be out now. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when I saw this commercial on YouTube. It's called We're the Crawdads Sing. It's like a really <laughs> famous book. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. It's a serious movie. It looked very serious, but I just started laughing because maybe you think of Crawdads <laughs> and McCrawdad from high school. Ryan McCray, <laughs> shout out to him. I don't I don't know why that's still in my Once head. Once you get but... like best picture or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Luke's pissed early about Peter Dinklage station agents. A very, yeah, very a excellent. Movie. Yeah, um, it's a fine performance. Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll just leave it there and watch a couple of movies and then I went on a bender on uh, Joe Blow, of course, Travis. Oh um, yeah, no shit. Worst movies of the year over the last three years because I felt like I'd fallen behind the last three years, and I was like, okay. "Oh, these are the worst movies." Okay, We're, so break it down. What are the what are the worst three movies of the worst of the last three years? Uh, it was one called the. Um, it was a Polish movie about that was supposed to be like a. What do they call it? The uh, Grays. You lost me at Polish movies. Yeah, Dakota Johnson, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, like one of those types of movies. Oh, okay. And it was right. it was just awful. So I don't know why that was number one, but I guess they were trying to be more eclectic in their taste. And wait, what's and a good Polish mo- movie? Is there any good Polish movies? <laughs> what's the Fireman's Ball? That was Polish, wasn't it? Or was that Czech? Uh, yeah, Czech. Anyway. <laughs> 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 All right, sorry, Boy, Poland. I, yeah, sorry, Poland. I, I feel bad about that. Uh, they also ripped out a movie called The uh, Brahms Doll Two or something like that. Yeah. I've oh heard yeah, the, the, the Boy Two. I like The Boy Two. Brahms. It, Brahms Boys. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I got no problem. The Boy. Too. Yeah, oh, the boy. boy. Okay, yeah. Well, they the From. second one they ripped on. This was the worst movie a couple years ago. So, okay, well, yeah, it's opinion based. But and I also learned the last thing I learned was about this thing called um, love. Thing uh, called no, it was thing called love. It's called Dear Evan Hansen, and I'd never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, I'd heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it was based on a play played by this kid named you know who I'm talking about Eric Ben Platt I think his name right. is he's yep. a, and, uh, yeah absolutely so he played it on stage and people loved it apparently but then his father was a producer they did a movie version of it but he was people ripped it to shreds cuz he suddenly looked way too old to play the part a few years later <laughs> yeah. and just got shit on and then Kevin Spacey of all people there, he played this on Broadway right before he was canceled too so they showed a clip of it i don't know i, I don't know where i was i was in my room trying to relax fall asleep and then Kevin Spacey <laughs> showed up in a high schooler's outfit talking about about being canceled <laughs> he literally says that he says the words it's real so wow. that's bizarre yeah wow that's all i gotta say about an that. unbidden spacey appearing in your room yeah. <laughs> yes that's right that's exactly what happened <laughs> nobody's prepared for that all right so let's move on over yes luke seriously seriously 
Uh, Robbie, now you have control of the board. Robbie, what would you like to recommend? This is your big chance. You're on the show. This is your chance to shine. Take it away. I've written it. So on account of my Canadian access, I'm I'm not sure what you guys can and cannot view. um, But one show, (laughs) if you know the show Letter Kenny, um, there's a spinoff of that with one of the characters, Shorzy, who is one of the more cruel ones. They never really showed. gives the back of the lead. Um, anyway, Shorzy is out six seasons. It's on HBO Max, I think, or Hulu in the States. Um, so it's it's great. And the best part is that it's about Shorzy who goes and plays senior hockey in Northern Ontario, which is where I grew up. So yeah. there's four teams, Sudbury, North Bay, Timmins, and the Sioux. I think that's right. They're, they're in Sudbury. Anyway, so the Sioux is like two and a half hours from where I grew up in Wawa. So I was very excited to like have all this around because that's where I played hockey. And then I played junior hockey in like very similar loop. And they called it like the no show for like Northern Ontario hockey. So anyway, um, it was just, it's fun. I loved, I loved watching it. Uh, Is Letterkenny a comedy? Yes. (laughs) No, No, I've heard the name, but I've never actually Mm -hmm. seen it. Dry humor. Very, yeah, very well appreciated. Um, And it takes place like roughly about 90 minutes from where I am now. It's supposed to take place in like a town called Listwell, and um, but they call it Letterkenny instead. So farming thing, whatever. So it's whatever. Close to my heart anyway. And then there's LOL, which is like a branded thing. Laugh out loud. uh, Canada. And what it is, is they got 10 comedians. So all Canadians put them in a room together. And this was, I guess, filmed during some peak in COVID because they talked kind of about the procedures or whatever to go through. Jay Baruchel hosts it. And then they have different comedians who are all basically the idea is you have to make someone laugh. One of these other professionals three times. So if you laugh once, then they're like big siren. They all come into the room that you're in and then you get an X or whatever. So, or a warning, whatever it is. Um, and the final without going too spoilery, gets into uh tom green is in it which is great yeah! but then they, they also have dave foley um like it's it's a huge cast there's also some people that are like more known to like cbc audiences which would be like i don't know what you get what would the american cbc like bbc is red green there he's not but that would have been great <laughs> there's a guy on youtube um named Derek beery who does vice grip garage i watch a lot of youtube because i like to fix things that break and buy old things that are broken anyway um he looks like red green like younger red green it's uh, i don't know if it's on purpose it can't be uh but anyway uh so lol canada it's it's really like you gotta like put in the time to listen or to watch it but it's funny like because these are just funny funny people who are not trying but they're also kind of trying so um and then the movie Stakeout, I watched that yesterday from okay. the 80s with um, Emilio Estevez, obviously. Yes. And then I'm forgetting the name of the actor Driver. right now. Who's... Dick Drivers. Thank you. Yeah. And then there is another That's Stakeout, it. which I haven't watched. But I, now that I've seen Stakeout again, and like Stakeout, I like to watch the movies before the technology of today when they're the, that stuff. Because then like it can be more believable, right? Like this is these are things that would have happened. Whereas nowadays it's like, well, we just check your cell phone and then we just like Google Earth you and all that crap. Um, so it's it's good. I like I like those movies and that don't, that don't quote me on this, but I'm I'm pretty sure that Disney developed uh turned Buena Vista into a thing so they could make stakeout because they wanted to make stakeout, but like it was against their you know their their oh, brand like or whatever. So they, oh, yeah, so they cool. created Buena Vista. So like, well, like, let's, let's 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 do this. And they made like Stakeout was the first thing they put out. I think that was their first movie. But hmm. well, I I, I've seen Buena. Pam and Tommy, which is on Disney. Which like, I mean, that shouldn't be accessible to the Disney audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, man. It's there. 
It's on Hulu here for the record here in the oh, States. Oh, okay. So it's not a Disney one. Okay. Yeah. See, that's part of the crossover, right? Because I'll talk to my sister about that there in Orlando and I'll be like, do you have this on Netflix? And then like they'll, they'll have something that I can't or whatever you guys will. Um, but anyway, I've watched several of the Fast and Furious and getting ready for tonight because you can't stop at one, guys. And if you did, keep going. Yeah. Um, Raising <laughs> Arizona, I also watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've been watching too much Law and Order. The best part is that on one streaming device, there are certain seasons available. And then on another, there are others. So I'm watching 12 years apart right now, season six and season 18. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting, though, because you see like all the guest stars in season six typically are like established actors now. You know, mm. like it, it's, you know, it's interesting. Philip Seymour um, Hoffman was on a Law and Order. Oh, really? Um, Young Seymour Hoffman. Yes. He stands out black- as one of the angry defendant. <laughs> Who was the Black Panther? Because uh, he was. Rest he was Chadwick Boseman? Oh, talking about Chadwick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. He was, he was one. Um, whatever. You name the like, actor. Uh, yeah. Well, Anderson? like they, they've all <laughs> been on. They've all been on. Um, and then I watched Field of Dreams a couple weeks yes. ago. And I was not a fan of Field of Dreams. <gasps> yeah, I was surprised too. But I think it was the fact that I was thinking like baseball movie, not mm. fantasy. That's why stuff. I like so, it. Because well, it has see, really the, nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the baseball chat uh, from the previous spot. Uh, but I think that was, the, that was my problem, right? Not the movie's problem, that I went in mm. wanting something that wasn't what they were trying to deliver. So um, that, yeah, that was it. But basically, you know, a lot of uh, Fast and Furious. And I, I do get tra- transitioning into the, the whole empire of them. Um, they they can offer a lot to different people depending on your preference on them. Now, mm-hmm. there are, there's certainly a very small segment, possibly 75% of the people in this, um, this podcast right now, that it doesn't <laughs> apply to. But for others, it can be one of those ones where you're like, I'm just going to let it all go and just laugh and enjoy what I'm watching. Or I'm going to like pretend that this is, I'm going to really dive in. And then if you take like the, you know, uh, this is all stupid approach, then you're never going to get into it. But th- those are the people that have never liked Adam Sandler um, or comedies that have dick and fart jokes because you got to you got to let yourself enjoy <laughs> yeah, life yeah. sometimes. Not all the time. You I know, think, not I all think you might find that there are people that defy your expectations. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, if you if you let yourself because uh, from the first and second Fast and Furious, they transitioned the third one and went in a different direction. Uh, they went drifting yeah. to Tokyo. And then they came back oh, for the four. And that's that. when they started to talk about timelines and things. When you get into, you know, um, the they're up to F9 now, but I think there's been 10 in the franchise. I don't know if Hobbs and Shaw counted as an Ooh, eight or yeah, it was on its own. Yeah. There's something. Anyway, it doesn't, that part's not important. It's Are just that. Are they fighting uh, aliens yet, Robbie? Or is, in, I believe in the up. latest. I believe okay. in the latest. There is some Time realm of. Of, and wasn't the Charlize like Theron? Air. Went like there, giant some air Helen time. Mirren, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell and Charlize Theron went head to head in space. Unreal. It's going to become like Ghostbusters. That's what's going to happen. It's going to evolve. <laughs> They're just going to because what else can they? What else can they fight? You know, what else can they defend? Uh, but it started with this one, right? It started with this one, and this was such an honest premise versus where the franchise is now. Uh, but anyway, that's what I've been watching. Ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not ready. Have a sip of my Corona. I just finished my tuna sandwich. Oh. Uh, tuna. Oh yeah, your tuna sandwich. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. What did you, you take your tuna sandwich out of like a a drawer like Jordana <laughs> Brewster did? Not even like in any fridge. It, it's not even know, cool. 
<laughs> no, that's a flip top fridge. It's just oh, okay. really stylish. Oh, shit. So I looks... forgot who I was talking to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. I will defend Fuck. this movie Fuck. and the food in it. Yeah. <laughs> I got plenty in the uh, ammunition in bank. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get to it then. That's right. There's what Robbie was watching. And now we're getting into our main event. We, every week, pick a movie and we dive into it to find out if it holds up or not. And this week, it is The Fast and The Furious, the original. So what's wrong, Brian? Nothing, man. I'm fine. Come on. Obviously something's off. Look, I have my good days and I have my bad days just like anybody else. Brian, don't lose that cool of yours. That's your meal ticket. My meal ticket? Well, I can't pay for my own shrimp. I got the shrimp. No, see, that's one thing about me, Dom. You don't understand. I don't need handouts. I don't take handouts. I earn my way every step. I just gotta make a little something extra on the side like you. What do you mean like me? What's that supposed to mean? That's what I mean. What does that mean, like me? Don't... I'm not stupid, all right? I know that there's no way in hell you paid for all that shit you got under the hood of... I know there's no way in hell you paid for all that shit that's under the hood of those cars by doing tune-ups and selling groceries. Now, whatever it is you're in on, I want in on it too. Trying to type in the search in my streaming devices to find this title was challenging because there's so many damn Fast and Furiouses mixed in with other words on different titles that I thought, wait, am I typing in it wrong? Is it just not on here? And I, I did end up having to rent it. I could not oh, find really? it. Oh, really? Wow. I could. Did I blow were it? You, were you What's guys that? able I to find it Pe- somewhere streaming? I watched it on Peacock, I think. Is what oh, God yeah, damn that's it. what it is. Yeah, Peacock. <laughs> I it on Amazon. God Go damn it because I don't have Peacock. Yeah, so I would have. Yeah. So I did make the right choice in the end for me. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Uh, so all nine of them are available through various streaming sites nine. to me, and they basically like circle around. Like it'll be on Netflix for whatever, three, four months, whatever that, you know, cycle sign is. And then it moves to the next one. It moves to the next one. So um, HBO Max has three of them, them right now. So. Okay, oh, yeah, I watched like, it on Crave, yeah, it so on that's HBO Max. It was like three, six, and seven. It was all mixed. It had no help for me. It you couldn't find, do anything for me. This so. is Fast and the Furious Sans Ampersand. <laughs> yeah, right. You forgot about that, too. How could I forget that? Hey, AJ. uh, AJ's here. AJ, up, former AJ? guest on the show. Sorry I'm late. I just got out of my Krav Maga class. Good for you. Yes, that's all right. You'll be safe and sound in life. I love that with him, that could be 100% a joke or 100% serious. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell knows? I have no idea. No one knows anything. I what do, do know. know about the Fast and Furious. It's a movie, and right. it stars Vin Diesel and uh, Paul Walker. Rest in power, Paul Walker. Uh, impossible to constantly think of how he died while watching this movie. It's really, yeah. I just couldn't let it. It was hard for me to like keep putting it aside. Like, oh yeah, that's right. He died this way in real life, basically. In a sense, he died in a car wreck, a fast-paced car. Fair to say, right? Am I wrong? Sure. There's there's a documentary that I've watched uh, that discussed that day within you know the final day of his life, and he was at a charity event of some sort, and the idea I think was that like fast cars were there, and then he was you know being present within that charity, and then um, was on his on his way home from the event and driving. I think he was driving in someone else's car, and something to that yeah. degree. And then there was a corner, and you know, yeah, when you're going yeah. ninety in a thirty five. Never a yeah. good idea. Is that what happened no. to him? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know this? See, I, you were, I was car- burdened with this information. I knew he died in a car accident. I didn't know that he was driving too fast and too furious. 
not to yeah. be, make the millionth joke the person that made that I joke. Know. But, I know. But, like, I didn't I didn't realize that he was like, you know, doing that stuff. Right? Oh boy. See? That's what I'm saying. It was so I I got through it. Yes, I know my life is hard. I had to power through the someone else's death uh, that I don't even know. <laughs> but um <laughs> So, yes, it's uh, directed by a guy named Rob Cohen. You guys familiar with Rob sure. Cohen? Yeah, I love oh, yeah. Daylight, 1996, Slice Alone film. Fantastic. Yeah, mm. he's been around for a while. Hasn't directed a lot. Mostly mostly this. Mostly this. And then uh, our old pal. It was so great to see our old pal pop in. I was like, Ted Levine's in this. Ted Levine, my man. Oh, What's up, buddy? Give me four ice cappuccinos. Smirks <laughs> <laughs> his, his voice. As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh, there he is. Because he, he first shows up in a cop car pulling Paul Walker's character over. And you're like, right, oh, right. Ted, what's up, buddy? And, uh, yeah, so other people. Ja Rule's in this, too. Uh, by the way, Robbie, why is Ja Rule only in one Fast and Furious? Because <laughs> they upgraded to Luda in two ah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> like a long event. And he's upgraded. been with the franchise since, which, I mean, you know, upgraded. knowing what we know about the Fire Festival, uh, good thing that uh, they got rid of uh, Ja Rule. But, uh, you know, one of the favorite lines for uh, or from from the movie from Ja Rule is Monica. And if you recall, <laughs> after he loses the race. Uh, yeah, the he doesn't get to have his. Uh, he doesn't get the Menage when he yeah. thinks he's leading the race. Like that's yeah. all he all yeah. he, all of his lines are. But, and that's why you get ludicrous. That's why you get ludicrous. <laughs> that's A step so funny. up. It's uh, murder. Oh, he always says murder in his songs. By the way, this is a really funny comment. I don't know this person. Uh, R. Fair is a new watcher. Loves the show. Was a bit worried that Eric was drinking until I saw it was a White Claw. Somehow, <laughs> That's my Uncle Ooh. Dick. Thank you for watching. Oh. Uh, Dick. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks, Uncle Dick. That's great. Mm. All right, so uh, scores. IMDb score. I have no idea. Yeah, I checked it out. I could not believe my, my eyes. Well, pe- there we go. Pe- people love this movie enough to crank out like 20 of them or whatever, right? So I'm going to guess seven in the sevens. So what, because yeah. I don't, I don't go and look at this just for reference. Um, what guess. would be like a, well, what would be a critically acclaimed movie? Would that get like an eight? Yes. Like yeah. like it'd be yeah. elite. Yeah. Elite status. Okay. And yeah. then seven is would... rock solid. Seven's like a rock okay. solid <laughs> score. Like that's a good movie. So like Mighty Ducks um, <laughs> and D2 and D3 would all be eights. Oh. And then. So clearly, uh, what? Sorry? Clearly, guys? right? You got no? it. You got it. Duh. <laughs> Obviously, I'll, I'll, let's go seven point five because I think it, I think that's where she should be. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go seven point five as well. What is it, Eric? Who knows? Six point yeah. eight. Oh, oh! I was close. To, I win. If you there's were. one movie that deserves six point nine, I mean, come on. <laughs> wow. The Red Bull of movies certainly deserves the Red Bull of movies. Well, that's, that's a new thing, one. Mike, did you come Mike. up with that yourself? I did. <laughs> that's pretty Mike. good. That's pretty oh, good. I like that. I like that. I like that too. Go me. That's yeah. the interesting thing about about this franchise is the you'll find that the thermometer and the critics' consensus for the first three, or even. In, the first four is really low, but oh, once so they started yeah. just fucking throwing logic and like yeah. any type of uh, practical sense out the window, yeah, people started to love them. Even the critics. I think Fast Five is referred to as the best one of the franchise. Kind of like mm-hmm. unanimously, people think that is like that's the one where okay, I know what I'm watching. So right. huh. um, right. I don't know beyond that, but uh yeah because i like i like the idea that they could have made everything hilariously named you know like 
Fast and Furious 8 could have just been like Fast and Furious V8. Like, they, you know, it's easy to make a something <laughs> automotive with it. And I forget what. Oh. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah talking you think about it was the, the juice? Oh, yeah, I'd rather have V8. Right now, I that's, that's, what I would that's a different uh, franchise, guys. That's if Ratatouille right. had V8 sprung. the movie. That's food, food fight. If they if they made the nine movie. more of them. <laughs> All right. So on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics are fifty-four. So that's not great. That's a splat. Yeah, that's a splat. Um, that's a splat. But a seventy-four from the audience. That's a seven point five, basically on MDB. So that is in line with what I would expect from the audience. Oh, they love it. Yeah, I'd expect the audience to love it more than the critics, at least the first one especially. Yeah, the first one set the scene, right? Like, it it's the one that started not just, like, the movie part of it, but, like, the world and everyone around. All of a sudden, you started to see ground effects, stickers on uh, Honda Civics that shouldn't have had it and other vehicles, uh, you know, Honda Preludes of the days, Toyota Camrys, things that should not have been getting. It looked like lowered, but it's the ground effects kit, right? Like the stupid little snap-on things that lowered the vehicle but didn't really mm-hmm. um you know maybe like you're you're all michigan boys so maybe that doesn't necessarily no 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 no, no 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 you're <laughs> talking to three right. guys yes we're from michigan but none yeah. of us know anything about cars well <laughs> so, you, you don't drive with a low whatever on michigan roads unless you hate your car well that's it yeah that's <laughs> what i mean like uh as a kid that grew up from northern ontario we drive down through i-69 to get you know cross flint and then come over southern ontario the, your roads like I mean, the surface of the moon here. Yeah, it's rough, yes. but I am excited Terrible. in a couple of weeks. We're going to be going back up to Walla for the first time, uh, bringing my my son. Very excited to be going up, and we're going to go through Michigan. So uh, we'll see more dead deer than alive. That's a classic <laughs> uh, on, on the highways. And as I joked on the other podcast with you, Govier, uh, we'll be stopping in Frankenmuth to go to the 365-day-a-year Christmas store. Um, of course. Bronners. Yeah, Bronners. Thank you. And then we might, on the way back, we were just discussing uh, going to Mackinac Island. Now, that's not Fast and Furious because there's only a couple vehicles on it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but you can definitely go Fast and Furious on the highways. You just have to, as you said, be careful um, because you will get uh, a, a, either a, a pothole will get you or La Policia will get you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had both on my Michigan adventures in my day, but I've had better. I've had better. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so let's get these commentaries from the reviewers, the critics themselves. Um, there's a lot of people who are upset about it. Uh, how about... <laughs> upset? Come yeah, on. Yeah, about this one? <laughs> Let, this is a new one. This is this guy's name, supposedly. I'm sure it's not real. It's probably a pen name. Widget Walls. Widget Walls. <laughs> from... That guy wrote Pixels. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Writer of Pixels. Widget Walls <laughs> from needcoffee.com. I mean, I don't even, oh, that's the that's, website. So. That's where I go when I want movie reviews. You guys? Yeah, seriously. I mean, when I want coffee reviews. And yeah. <laughs> the coffee so, uh, oh, by the way, I just typed in needcoffee.com and they're still talking movies. So it looks like it's a movie based site. Uh, Widget Walls says, when somebody, when is somebody going to make a decent movie about cars? Between this and Gone in 60 Seconds, it's enough to give out tremendous nosebleeds to most of the populace. Oh. He's not well, happy about it. Does this movie get made if uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, a.k.a. the only Nick Cage movie I haven't seen, uh, hadn't come out? Never seen it? Never Holy seen shit! It. Wow. Cars. wow. But it's it's not about, like, Gone in 60 Seconds is about the Look, love of family. It's basically it. Fast and the Furious. I'll see it. It's got Nicolas Cage right, in it. Right? It's, just, yeah. it's, it's a pretty a heavy ripoff. It's a pretty heavy ripoff, but I, Travis, the first thing it's I thought fun. of when I fired the movie up, what? It was before Fast and the Furious. No, uh, 
this movie oh, is a ripoff rip of Gone in 60 oh, okay, Seconds. Okay, yeah. Okay. I agree but with it's that, Rob. Based on that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, because the whole idea is, but it's like legitimate brothers, whereas like Fast and the Furious is like family, air quotes <laughs> for the podcast listeners. Family. Uh, family. But, uh, yeah, the fan, yeah, very, yeah, that's the right way to say that. Uh, but it also starts off with the whole, um, critical eye where it's the bad guys right there's there's mysterious bad guys in fast fears we don't know about do and they in, let in everyone know seconds, it's just like a goal-oriented movie do right? they alert Get everyone of their their presence by having green lights below their cars so everyone knows that the, that the bad guys are showing up well Speaking i know when robbers, i had my yeah, yeah well, i know when i had my 1992 volkswagen golf diesel that could barely putt along uh i put lights under it so actually they were inside i i should i didn't i wasn't cool enough to do outside lights i did inside lights oh boy. sorry i cut you off govier on the review hey now uh peter travers of rolling stone said rob cohen who last directed the skulls ouch Ooh, <laughs> walker uh, consider can consider this one another career killing skid mark <laughs> oh, oh wow <laughs> damn Ooh, ouch that's that's harsh. Uh, let's see. I don't see any Destin Thompson. We would love to get Destin's feedback on this movie. I feel like he would have something to say about it. We got old uh, Ebes. Roger Ebert said, it delivers what it promises to deliver and knows yeah, that a chase scene is supposed to be about something more than special effects. Three out of four stars. He likes it. So There you go. And Destin Thompson, I don't see any Destin. I really would. It would have been fun to get Destin's opinion on this one, but hey. You can't win them all. I mean, he did chime in on that last movie that we did that I didn't expect him to, so that was fun. I'll take what I can get where I can get it. But, yeah, basically, uh, lastly, Stephen Ray of the Philadelphia Inquirer, a massive... Kill your own kind. <laughs> Scale your own kind. All right. A massive compendium of youth movie pedal-to-the-metal cliches. If only he knew what was going to follow. <laughs> he would have so, hung himself in his garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wait a second. Are cars parachuting out of airplanes a cliche? Mm, Aren't they that's by fresh? Anything after triple X, it's a cliche, right? <laughs> that's true. Triple X back there. There he is. Uh, okay, so this is a movie about cars. I think we have to talk about cars real quick because I'm just not a big cars guy. I never have been. It's not something I'm into. Does that inhibit anybody? Obviously, Robbie, we kind of know where you're at on this, but I want to hear from Eric and Travis. The cars, is that a turnoff for you as a movie, or can it be done well? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face on Travis. Wow. I'm, oh, no. I mean, so I can I can watch just about any kind of movie about anything because if it's got people in it, I can relate to it, right? Um, at the same time... A movie about cars is, to me, I guess what, like, I don't know, a movie about lawnmowers would be to most people. <laughs> you don't like lawnmowers? I, I'm indifferent about them. <laughs> I, I, they're a tool that gets my yard taken care of, and then I put it back in the garage and don't think about it again. Mm. Wow. What, so that's so, I mean I, I'm just not a car guy. I just I, I couldn't. I say, yeah, what do you drive now? What, what vehicle I, I drive a gray with? car great car perfect <laughs> that is the correct answer then uh yeah like i i'm not a, a big like lower your honda civic and you know scrape and stuff like that uh, but when this movie came out i put myself back in that time like what was what was i doing in life and i was getting my first car i was at college and um it was it was like the cool people with with money 
had vehicles that were starting to look like this. So it was kind of like a, um, it wasn't the classic cars, right? That was my deviation from knowing and learning about classic cars. I grew up and it was like four wheel drive vehicles and Jeeps were cool, but I also lived in a place that had six foot high snowbanks. So having like a lowered vehicle would be just the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. If anything, it would have been one of those like 5.0 Mustangs, you know, the vanilla ice Mustangs. Um, and that would have been like a sports car in my mind would have been, or like a Dodge Viper, which again, not, not at all realistic. You know, the Honda S 2000, I didn't know what that was. All those things were all, <laughs> I don't know. What that that was just, yeah. Just very foreign to me. That's what the, uh, what I can't remember the actor's name, but that's what the guy from the Chinese, Chinese gang, whatever they are. That's his vehicle is a okay. S 2000. Johnny uh, Tran. Johnny Tran. Thank you. <laughs> Great name. Um, and his cousin but, who's he's hardcore. Absolutely. Uh, Eric? but that was the thing where it introduced me to those things. So I didn't know of it beforehand, but gotcha. Eric, yeah, how do you feel dude, about like, cars? Growing up, like my my father is just a really sweet man, and he was like he was a car guy. He was like like, like white t shirt every single day, working on his sixty four Ford Mustang that he would drive us around in every day, Sweet. and he would take us to Milan Drag Dragway every Saturday, Ooh. and we oh you that's know, neat. I, I I would watch these drag races with him because it made him happy. And I was perfectly happy to do that, but I could just never get into it, dude. To this day, like if a bunch of people are like sitting around, like standing around like a car with like its hood up, I am literally like, what in the fuck are they even looking at? But as a kid, you would have been at Race Wars if you were. (laughs) I probably would have went there. Yep. By the way, Race Wars, not the best name for a race, even if it's. Um, Isn't it though? Because these these are completely (laughs) racialized gangs. We got, uh, we got like, the Asian gang. Yeah. I mean, these this but, is like yeah. racialized racing in the movie now. If I was That's a true. kid, I probably would be wondering why all that security didn't like arrest Dom on site for that assault. Right. But um anyway, like uh yeah, don't give a shit about cars. I remember two thousand one seeing this at, in the theater. Wow. <laughs> and just yeah. leaving the theater and seeing all these you know, people driving or circling yeah. the Brighton Cinema parking lot with the fucking light under their car like it was a fucking circus. I could not believe it, man. And I don't want to subculture shame, which I'm sure is going to be like a thing in a few years if it's not already. But I was always like, Jesus Christ, what a bunch of tools. I, I, I never cared about cars. Um, and there are cool car movies out there. Like, I dug Gone in 60 Seconds. I love Death Proof. Uh, I like... Um, rebel without a cause but yeah it's really hard to rev my engine with this type of thing boom night rider was awesome yeah like there's a place the duke's a hazard i mean there's a a place there's a place for it i think some of it too has to do with um car guys that'll be like that'll they'll destroy these movies because it's either not their type of car or any of that kind of stuff like i currently have a 1954 Fargo truck, Dodge, whatever that's in my um, shop that I'm trying to fix up. I've been trying to do it for a while. I don't want it to be fancy. Not, not at all. I want it to be like normal, what it's supposed to look like. And then I bought a 1979 Dodge because I hate computers and all the things that they ruin with vehicles. So I can't work on them. So I bought one before that time I'm working on and learning those things. So I think I've gained an appreciation for people who will like fix their own stuff. But in this movie, they like build a car in a day. It seems, you know, something that, (laughs) Something that's on fire that shows up. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, look at the motor. We can fix this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but that's like mega bucks, guys. Come on, let's be realistic. But they yeah. do the things that, that they should where they're not saying like, oh, yeah, we'll fix it and it'll be free. They talk about the fact that like 
clearly this shop is not you know selling tuna sandwiches and doing tune-ups to make money there's something else going on <laughs> does that because... program exist that jesse's working on where he like needs to be uh, yes! mit because he's such a genius yeah. But he's got the, uh, the uh, what is it? Yeah, yeah ADHD. Oh, yeah. So oh, that prevents geez. him from excessive life. <sighs> well, but, the movie starts off with no spoon feeding you. It just takes you right into the world. I will give the movie credit for that. I like that. Like, you just, you're like, all right, we're immersed in this situation and we're learning what it is. And I always appreciate that about a film. He's, we got him going to the tuna shop and we clearly Dom <laughs> is a mysterious figure behind the screen door back there in the shop and this racing's going to go down and... There was obviously a crime right off the bat, which we saw. We don't know who it is. So we get the picture. It's not really that complex either. But it's all. this isn't a movie just about cars either. I know we're harping on it. And by the way, just for my own personal reaction, just because I'm not big into cars doesn't mean that's like the right thing to say. I'm just telling you that's my opinion. I'm not big into cars. But I do see the appeal of driving fast and going fast. And movies are supposed to be about spectacles. And this movie has a lot of spectacles. It does. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, I don't know that movies. I mean, yeah, movies themselves are a spectacle, right? But I mean, they they can still be they quiet, be. right? Yeah. They can be quiet and subdued and all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm a huge MCU fan. I I like well done, Bing Bang Boom Pow kind of stuff, and I can and I can be enter, entertained by that. Um, this movie uh, is until I started this podcast, I I never turned movies off. But this was this this stuck out in my memory as being one of the first and only movies that I had ever started and turned off, and I didn't revisit it again until last night. So hey, I've never Robo. seen any of the other ones. Yes, Damn. thank you, Robbie. I never <laughs> seen like that, the, the, these references to the um, other films and stuff like completely lost upon me. I I, okay. I, oh, I, I, I haven't even seen. I don't even watch the previews for them because I don't watch previews. I don't I'm know aware either. of them, of course. I live in this world, but like, yeah, something about tanks and like. Flying cars. That's <laughs> all I, really know. I like to think that because you are Michigan, bo- Michigan boys in the heart of, you know, Detroit muscle and things mm-hmm. uh, that Toretto should appeal to you um, through his natural love of the V8. Uh, and maybe that's something that as you continue to watch the movies, which I just assume you will, guys, I assume you will. Gonna... And you're probably next week when I'm not on the pod <laughs> or ever again, you'll eventually oh. slip up and say something, something. Well, I know Toretto and I'll be like, I knew it. You're still watching. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I totally get it. If you're not at all into, um, you know, stealing DVDs uh, in bulk, then maybe this movie doesn't appeal. But <laughs> one of the most iconic scenes in this movie is in, I think it is the opening scene where the three civics and the one goes underneath the transport truck. That is like a huge, huge thing. And I remember at the time that was something where people would then like park their cars beside parked transports. I don't ever recall the news story of you know people yeah. getting crushed but i know that like people tried to see if they could do those kind of like how low can you get your car um and i, I mean griswold like, did it first clark, man clark griswold did it better <laughs> fucking hey well that's a station wagon come on guys these are two-door cars <laughs> that was a logging truck a lot higher clearance you're right that's okay right, yeah, that's right, yeah. good point yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the kind of thing that I think started from this movie was, you know, the dark tinted windows and like the ground effects, all that kind of crap. But then it's grown. And I mean, the franchise itself has done its own thing, but I think it's had an impact on culture because yes. people that have like a Walmart budget or a speed shop budget were able to like kind of get something out of this film. Like even like someone like me who did not have a sports car or anything like that. At some point, I'm like, that's kind of a cool movie. What they're doing is neat. They go fast. I wish I could go fast. You know, um, 
those things those and plus like it's a cop movie too right there's there's guns sure. my son was watching a bit with me and we had to stop because he's like look at those guys I said oh those are bad guys son those are bad guys with the guns let's watch something different so anyway oh, wait a minute though are we allowed to criticize a guy who's dead for poor acting oh yeah <laughs> yeah what, what's Why the not? protocol here Why wouldn't okay, we well be? then so paul walker's dude and the, he's just not oh he was the, never a yeah. He was never a very good actor anyways. He played a perfect role in Varsity Blues as a, a young quarterback because he literally basically could have been that. That made sense. And this one this one requires a little more depth on his part and just sorry, a lot of times I, I didn't buy it. I didn't I didn't uh, it didn't keep me in the movie beyond all the other shit. Didn't buy him as a race car driver, didn't buy him as a cop, didn't buy him as someone that was supposed to be a, over the age of 18. This is a huge miscasting <laughs> here, man. Um, there's just nothing there. I mean, God rest him. And actually, I think he was really good in Running Scared, which he did later on. So I think he got better as an actor. Joyride was good. He's just so bland. Yeah, here, I was thinking man. of Joyride, too. I like Joyride. Well, I think in this one, though, he has, the idea was kind of like he's angry. You know, like he, he's uh, he's trying to be better at racing, but he just plain old does know how to do it. But um, the cop part, yeah, I don't, I didn't quite, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a little more mellow. But I guess maybe that's the young part of him trying to be an angry cop because this movie was brought to him with him as the star, as like you're a, you're an undercover cop. So it's like that intensity, and maybe he, he needed to like tone it down. He needed a little more Toretto in his character. <laughs> Toretto is more believable. Yeah. One thing I was wholly unprepared for was just how fucking orange this movie is. It's so orange. Like, it's just everything's so orange. I'm like, I don't remember it being orange in the previews. Everything, it's like, everything's orange. And then you got this big wad of orange clay with two bright, shining, shining marbles stuck in its head. And that's Paul Walker. <laughs> the second one's really bright, too. And then they, when they go to Tokyo for the third one, because they recast everybody yeah. for the third one, um, it has that same cartoony kind of vibe to it. And then it gets at four and beyond. It starts to like modernize, I guess, a little yeah, bit more. It looks but, like yeah. a Smash Mouth video. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> hey, let's let's talk about this. It's wow. 2001, baby. This yeah. movie has so many 2001 vibes. The music, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the uh, new metal stuff new that's metal. mixed in there. Is this the worst and, soundtrack uh, in any movie we've done? Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. Even the techno is dated, like the electronic music that is my, from the time in there. Two of my first four notes are dumb music, and I didn't even realize I was writing it twice. <laughs> Just dumb music. <laughs> <laughs> dumb music. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It, it just took me right back to that time. I was like, oh, my God, this you can tell. Yeah, this movie is definitely from that time period because it just takes you right back because it just doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, I like that about movies, though, because movies can be time capsules of things like that. Even if I don't love what I'm hearing, it reminds me, oh, that's right. That's what things were like in the mainstream of that time. So I do appreciate that. But that's like a different aspect of actually liking the soundtrack or drawing me in any further. And uh, I don't know what else about some other positive things about this movie from others besides Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Dude, some... I remember I, I used to keep in 2001. I used to keep like, I was trying to keep a film journal where I would review every film I'd see in theaters out of four stars. And I still remember reviewing this three out of four stars. I remember having fun in the theater, dude. And I think this, that's a testament to how audiences were feeling. It was, it was fun. Like even if you weren't into cars or anything like that, it, it it was something different in 2001, so I will give it that. It's just, I mean, 
going back to Brian real quick, like there's fundamental things about this screenplay, and I cannot believe it took three people to write this, and I definitely can't believe that David Ayer was one of them. My <laughs> yeah. mind was blown. I can like, believe I, it. Are you serious? I believed it too. Oh, big time, yeah. Dude, I agree, clearly, I was like, oh, I've seen hard times. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Hard, <laughs> hard <laughs> losers times. the movie. Clearly, it's like somebody saw Point Break, and they're like, let's do that with cars. But the, the cool thing about that is you get to watch Johnny Utah get uh, recruited, man. Like you get you get you get to, you get to, you get a backstory. OK, there's no backstory here. It's just Brian eating a tuna sandwich. Hey, I can race like I don't give a fuck about this character. <laughs> like if you would have had if you would have known from the onset, like he does something cool, like on a case. And then they're like, this guy did good like while driving on this case. Let's, <laughs> that let's see if he would be. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if he will do. Let's see if he will be interested in doing this job on the Toretto crew. And like, he's like, no, I won't fucking do it. And then he's got to do it. And like, that would be so much better than just like dropping you in, having him just be acting like this fucking teenager. He's like, who, whatever the fuck ever. Tuna I can't fight. invest in this character. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's a cop. By that time, I'm like, who cares? That sounded good. The idea of introduce like you know like if maybe if they knew they could write a couple of them like True. knew you know they had that deal uh that because that would be interesting if he was if he had reservations about the idea of that getting into car culture yeah no he just is and like he just is good at cars they don't he's a wannabe right? he's not good he's Honestly, not good because he spins that, out in the parking lot and tries to solve yeah. his uh ineptitude with more nas this movie feels to oh, me yeah, like, they, like they were. This movie Mornos. feels to me like they it were is. expecting to make more movies. Like, I mean, it feels kind of unfinished. Like, it, like I was like, oh, it's it's over. There's um, a credit scene. Of course time. they were. Oh, there was an end credit. Yeah, I turned it off. It's like Vin Diesel oh, going to the Baja, oh, being like, it's it. not Sorry, over. Guys. Uh, I turned uh, that off. Um, but uh, <laughs> still, I mean, it definitely felt to me like there was like. I mean, or maybe it was the fact that there was, I, I know what I know now looking, looking backwards. I no, know he gave him the keys at the end. There's like, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. That it really feels like, like more to come. It feels yeah. unfinished. Um, yeah. But I, and, and, and I do have something nice to say. Absolutely. Which is that I think that Rob Cohen does some very interesting camera work here. Some kind of yeah. David Fincher inspired stuff after panic room and a fight club. I think that the way that he travels through the car and comes out, the uh, exhaust pipe, that kind of stuff. He does some stuff there that looks really cool, and you weren't seeing a lot of at the time. And 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 if you did, it wasn't always motivated, but it was motivated well here. And so I, I, th I think that there's and and then the um, especially the last um, car fight, I guess whatever you want to call <laughs> it, like fight. The, the <laughs> where, where the 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 face, the faceless truck the faceless trucker who can, can reload and drive at the Yo, same time. Oh, dude! Um, there's some really good camera work going on there. I mean, I mean, like in terms of of following the cars on the road, like not like, yeah, the trucker annoyed me. Uh, where is his face? But the the way that it was filmed from the outside, uh, the you know the multiple cars trying to go up in front of him, and also yeah. why the fuck if you're strapped to the front of a of a semi do you take your helmet off but all that's another thing just the the, the work that cohen did was pretty good it, well he can't be this good a shot and drive a semi at the same time that really pissed me off yeah. for some reason he's yeah. just he's he's a shotgun dude he's not using a handgun i'm like well, come on both. robbie both. come on well i i'm not part of the gun culture of this movie uh i'm here with the racing and the no i'm not uh but yeah, though there's certainly parts of the movie where you're like, oh, you, you know, because there's even after he gets the uh, when O'Connor is yeah Brian O'Connor gets the tuna sandwich and he's leaving. They're like, don't come back, 
and uh, whatever the the built buddy who's like he's a cop man. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he calls him. He says faggot. Like he, you know, it's a, you can tell it's dated at that time, right? Yep. That wouldn't be okay to do today. You couldn't do that. And yep. he just did it. Not cool. Hmm? Well, I, no, he's... Say, I just did it. I know. Uh, I, uh, I stated yeah, the yeah. line, but yeah, yeah but uh, he, uh, yeah, like th there's those kind of things where they are, they're, you know, they're also like sure. saying the N word. And I think those are things in the movie that I feel like the franchise knocked down as well as the swearing a bit, I think as they went on, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and Probably. I'm I mean, it's 2001. Right. right. I mean, like, it feels like things have changed a lot culturally where that wouldn't be as accepted anymore. Yeah, like yeah. at some point in the '90s, when when smoking on film wasn't for all the cool guys anymore, you know, like <laughs> the '80s into the '90s when it started to like right. Glengarry, endless smoking. Yeah, um, that was depressing. Fair guys. point. Depressive guys smoking. Oh right, yeah, cool. yeah, of course. That's a fair point. Yeah, you, that's important. Uh, okay, so boy, uh, what are some other points here, guys? Some other areas of this film. Uh, do you want to praise someone's performance that hasn't been praised? Do you want to say, "Wow, shocking"? There's an angry black leader of the police i mean is that role gonna end ever how many times do we have to have that same angry police chief i don't understand why it continues to be a trope this movie's 20 years old even but it still happens i don't because understand that I, the trope to me is easy to explain because it, you're taking uh, a white movie with white characters <laughs> and you want to try and show what well, we got diversity and we're going to show an empowered person of color uh, so, you put, okay. so i think that's where that comes from i have a you're note right. Um, a car ate Dom's dad, right? That's, yeah. That's, yeah. So there's like this whole thing where like there's like this backstory, like like there's like this um deep backstory, right? Like what is it about the yeah? The, dad? His dad gets his dad gets um he dies yeah. in a car wreck at a track mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that car. Young, and then the driver that caused and then it, he chases the Dom he the driver. Right. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's the backstory. Which they they go back to. And I think in like Fast Nine, it starts with that. Like, there you go. You young oh. dog. I think that's how it starts. Um, really? I'm pretty sure it's Fast Nine. And then there is also a cartoon version of this that was on Netflix. I don't <laughs> know if it still is. No. And it's it's based on them being young. And I'm like, well, how are they going to do that part? <laughs> you know, it's like a for kids type thing. I'm like, this is not going to end well. You know, trying to make like the family idea. Because uh, yeah. I think two <laughs> two brothers and that's how they come back in fast nine it's like dom has a brother and that's they play that backstory oh that's john cena oh my right? god yeah Jesus. that's right it's john cena. Uh, oh he loves cena so that's gonna I'm, get you involved i might actually watch the cena yeah you're gonna get involved oh, look not all of them want, just the cena no 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 but those ones but i want to give so the movie credit like... right, real quick i want to give the movie credit credit i want to give it credit sure. for <laughs> wav true wav marriage <laughs> I think this is one of the best reveals done in a really cool way of a cop inside the organization of the crime element. They're trying to save this guy's life simultaneously. I thought it was a different approach when he's revealing he's a cop by trying to save this guy's life. I liked it. I was like, oh, this is cool. That's fresh. Yeah, I thought that I was a little like unexpected. That. Yeah, I did like it. Vin Diesel, fantastic in that scene. In fact, if I'm going to be honest with you, I like Vin Diesel throughout the entire movie, man. <laughs> a good I, character. I, I talk all yeah. the time on this podcast about they just don't give this guy the right material. For the past 20 years, they've been giving him either this shit or his character gets just increasingly like dumber and blander. I think he makes more choices too, though, like Eric. Triple X and, well, I'm sure stuff is coming on his, his table. 
uh, and I don't know the motives behind his choices, but I mean, he's, he's group. A, he's, he's doing a, okay he's, financially. Thank you. He, he says that one thing in the recording studio. He's doing fine. Um, he does yeah. it in every language for every movie. <laughs> he, 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 re, he does. He re-records he re the "I Am Groot" and every. No, I, I know he does. That's it's just it's funny, it's, anyway. It's awesome. yeah, it is literally it's the least Yale dramatic do. training <laughs> paying off there. Um, I, I dig the yeah. actor. I like the performance. That's one of my favorite scenes when he's telling that backstory about his father because he's telling with his back to the camera. And he's trying to hide his sensitivity. Uh, I, I like him as Dom. Um, one of the him. better performances in uh, in the film. Um. Yeah, my, my, my problem is, dude, I'm sorry. My problem is this this heist business. Like, I I was actually kind of digging the film when it was just about, like, street racing and, uh, and a newcomer coming in. Because I'm thinking about thrashing, which I was talking about last week. The skateboarding movie from the 80s. This is literally, this is literally thrashing. Newcomer comes in into this culture and, like, people pick on him, but he's got to earn the respect. And I dug all that. As soon as like I'm supposed to give a fuck about a, a heist of TV VCR combos, I'm like, yeah. who gives a fuck? You're gonna risk your life over these? You're gonna harpoon a windshield and jump onto a truck <laughs> instead of stop it at a way station and rob it? <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. But like, yeah, some of that early stuff I like. I think this is a good first act. I think that's just because you don't have a combo. Uh, Ooh, the TV hell I don't. Handy what? That the relic. hell I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, this is like a it's your and own you Fast were, and Furious showdown here. For those that are listening, theft. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, not watching, they're yep. showing their archaic. Uh, yep, it fell <laughs> off the combo. Players, yeah, it fell off the Dominic Toretto. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. By the way, so I don't think it's. Been, I tried to allude to it earlier, but it's killer shots and stunts with the cars, and Practical I dig that. Stunts. And I got to give yeah. him full credit. Practical stunts, and even that. I didn't realize oh, it until I saw it when they just beat the train at the end of the final drag race. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's that shot. I've seen that shot like in a billion, I don't know, just like retrospectives and all kinds of shit. And I think I hated to admit it to myself, but I was like, that's an iconic shot. It is. I had, I definitely had to look and see like how real that was. And there was like some, some composite stuff going on. Like, obviously, they weren't. It looks really realistic, though. I mean, they did a really and good the end When he flips, yes. too, is fully realistic. Oh, so yeah, was, yeah, yeah. The, the, the I mean. Honestly, and you mentioned it, earlier, you did say that. So. It made me think of Fury Road in a few places for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. um, which Fury Road is, you know, it's a step up above and beyond most movies. But I mean, I don't know that George Miller, I'm, I'm get, I mean, well, this is obviously in part, I mean, it's a car movie. It's going to be somewhat probably influenced by Road Warriors. But I wouldn't be surprised if George Miller was drawing from this, you know, probably the whole franchise some as well. I mean, there is some some big things. I mean, there's only so many ways to film uh, somebody, you know, a smaller car trying to hit another car that's that's going down the road. So maybe my comparisons here aren't apt, but uh, you know, I, I thought that, in short, I thought that that stuff was really well done. Also, okay. I was I thought it was cool to see women who were they were on the same level in that family. There was inequality there in that family. I thought, and of course, Dom is like, Oh, but I think a lot more outsiders hail Dom. The insiders in his family actually don't hail Dom. Like the outside racing community and the other heist people do. And I, and I was really digging that there was this sense of equity when they're all Robin, which is a weird thing to say, I guess, but you know, 2001 in a movie, I'll take it. I, I'm going to say that's a pro. That's a benefit for the movie. Okay. <laughs> 
So does that mean we've hit the end here? I mean, yeah, we're we're well into the show. Anything else before we get to our final verdict? Are there notes uh, that weren't mentioned? Well, this business about uh, Brian and Mia's relationship, I have some issues. Who cares? With. There's, there's no conflict here. He's not even torn between his duty as a cop and this potential fallout of the relationship. There's, they don't even bother. By the way, Harsh Truth says, first film was the best in the franchise, in my opinion. Tokyo Drift was the beginning of the end for this series. For me, they've gotten steadily worse since. Robbie, your response. I mean, Tokyo Drift, they went in a different direction. But if you watch Too Fast, Too Furious, as I did in the last 24 yeah. hours, Too, um, Too Fast, Too Furious is is like they knew what they had after Fast and the Furious. They knew they had a car culture that was going to go watch it. And then they just hit it to the extreme. And a lot of Too Fast, Too Furious is trying to build up or select one-liners and do different things. Whereas in this movie, I think they were trying to go through the story. Like Too Fast, Too Furious and the fourth are almost identical in what occurs mm -hmm. in it. Whereas in this one, it's similar to like the fourth as well as the fifth. Like the idea yeah. where there's like a good and a bad, a gang, you know, to go against and, and like whatever. Um, they 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 do this the same thing over and over again. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for when they are like running a safe through Rio de Janeiro and all this stuff where like they, <laughs> you know, caution to the wind, like all those all those things that they did in later movies when we're focusing more on this one. I think this one's grounded and it seems somewhat realistic mm -hmm. as this could have actually been a thing that happened. Right. There could have been a gang of guys who stole stuff and they use that money to make their cars fast for racing and because that was a cultural thing where people had like it's like an unofficial car club you know there are old yep. people who have car clubs and young people who have car clubs and then there are illegal car clubs which you know you go to race wars to sort it out right guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, sort of, that's sort of the thing robbie like as a fan of this series as you clearly are like do you think they decided to like in like from my standpoint, they're like, we can't write these. Like, there's no story here. Like, these first three are like, aren't they trash? So either we make them dumb and then we'll bring in the people because we're, like, admitting that they're dumb uh, or, or we give up. Uh, do you think that's kind of where the mindset was, like, at the studio they, and from the they people? They went for, like, like the big thriller. Franchise? Yeah, I think they were like, well, we can't, you know, in these guys, where else can we go, right? After, because... Um, I always call it three fast, three furious. But anyway, after Tokyo Drift, at the <laughs> end, when Toretto shows up, uh, he shows up and and there's like a time warp of how he knew Han in the third one. So if you've watched more, Han returns in in like the fourth one. He's right in the opening scene, I think, of the fourth one and when they're doing a heist, which is how they open the first one. Um, but they're stealing gas, I think, in Cuba or something like that. Um, or they're stealing gas somewhere and then they have to leave and they end up in Cuba, whatever. That part doesn't matter. It's just that like they keep doing the same kind of actions over and over throughout a few movies and they replay it in different ways. So at a point they were like, you know, F it, let's just make these things big and crazy. And that's what they did <laughs> was they made it big and crazy and not believable. Whereas I feel like in this one, it's, it's far more grounded because they couldn't go out to, you know, jumping off cliffs and craziness in this one. Uh, because then no one would have probably been interested to follow through or it would have been trash. Whereas this was yeah, like right. within the, you know, within that subcultural right. thing. And there's a big thing in cars in, you know, in California and all that too. Um, but I, I mean, I'm in Ontario and I saw it like Niagara Falls area. You, people would go to like cruise down 
um, strips and they would want their car to be seen. And all of a sudden it was like people were wrapping their cars and putting these decals on their cars. And um, mm-hmm. there's a place called the automotive warehouse. And they had like the normal room you would go into to order parts when your crappy vehicles broke down. And then they had this like high performance, basically like the fast and the furious room where there, there was all this expensive stuff that you could go into and it became very popular. And it was right across the road from my, my college at that time. So I knew it existed, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until after the movie that I was like, well, I'll get my car parts from this place. And then I was like, Hey, look at this crazy room. It's like going in the adults only room at your uh, local blockbuster. Sure. And you're like, look at all these parts I shouldn't be touching. Um, and people <laughs> were like, I can put this fancy muffler on my car. Cause it'll sound like this, or I'll get that backfire noise. You know, like I think it made people a little more curious about performance too, in general. And I mean, like I'm coming at it as a dude who knew nothing when the first one came out. Um, and I'm not a mechanic. I it's just, I have an interest. So I find that to be interesting, but storyline wise where else could they go like they're international fugitives who over and over again want to have their names cleared like <laughs> that's, that's all they do like go and cool. save the world go and do this and we'll clear your record so you can go back to cali mom and dad save the world meets fast and furious i think Absolutely. we can make that happen i'm I'm believer well, all right I mean, we've talked a lot about this film guys we've got to come to a conclusion robbie we can't stay on all night okay i mean i love you you're a good Fine Canadian in your own right, but I'll just go watch another one. Your judgment day <laughs> has come. Who is going to start? Uh, this is a curious one. Who should start this one, Travis? Eric, what do you guys think? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead, unless you want okay. to. Okay. Well, let's do it. No, you're go so it, enthused, man. Eric. Travis, <laughs> go please for it. go for it. So, you know what I? You know what I think is really cool? Conscientious driving. I think conscientious <laughs> driving. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and nothing drives me crazier than some fuck ass who thinks that they're a good driver because they drive fast and recklessly and they put people's lives in danger so they can get where they're going three seconds faster. I think that shit drives me nuts. Um, you know what else drives me nuts is hearing somebody else's car when I'm sitting on my couch. If, I, if I'm sitting on my couch and I hear you drive by, fuck you. You need that much attention. You need so much attention everywhere you go that your car makes noise and we all have to be impressed by it. No, I am not into this. I lived in Philadelphia for a while, and um, when I lived in North Philly, before I lived uh, in the smaller outside neighborhood of Maniunk, there's like, there's there's these crews of, there's like, you know, there's car crews and stuff that do that kind of stuff there. There's also like three-wheelers and four-wheelers and that kind of stuff, but I remember on Broad Street, which cuts right through the town, there was a couple times where like there was funerals for, the, for like that these car culture people had had, and like they just took over broad street and just you know didn't stop for the traffic lights and just for like you know it was like 20 minutes of just like a chain of cars and like everybody just had to stop and like wait while you while they drove back and forth and like hung out their windows and i guess felt cool i guess we all had to stop what we're doing while they felt cool and and thought that they looked cool um and that's kind of where i get with a lot that's that's why i can't really get on board with this movie because like when you talk about how it affected culture like for me uh, it, it affected culture in ways I don't particularly care for. So, um, you know, it just doesn't uh, like, it doesn't appeal to me. And I, I'm glad that Robbie, that you're on holding down the fort. Cause I know that anybody listening to this is like, probably like, Oh, well I like fast and furious. So if I were to check it out, what's, what's this bald asshole think about, about my favorite movie <laughs> and uh, I fucking hated it. I hated it so much. I hated every second of it. I just happened. I kept on having to pause it and go do other things and come back, back down and like, and like gird my loins and endure it some more, some Gird-minds. more. 
Um, you know, the part where like the um, the the pizza driver is trying to get through and the guy's like, oh, you have to go home later. Like I'm the pizza guy. And this Take movie, another I'm route. The, I, Pizza yeah, man, the, yeah. <laughs> Pizza he, boy. He doesn't, he doesn't go home another way. He doesn't know where the fuck he's going. Pizza boy's clocked in. He's going to work. You're fucking with my money, Mister Guy, with your fancy sport game, <laughs> whatever's is going on here. Uber. This is pre Uber Eats. Yeah, that's All what right? I'm saying. That's what so, I'm saying. So like, so this guy's just trying to work, time. and everything he's trying to do is get shut down <laughs> because these people have their own super important agenda. No, fuck you. I've got to get to work. Um, so um, for that reason, it doesn't hold up. It's picturing Very Travis clear. in the theater standing up and saying, this isn't safe. Go home and stop this. <laughs> you know how fast they are going. They, they crash at like 100 miles per hour. Michelle Rodriguez just kind of gets up and is grumpy about it. I'm like, what? Yeah. this is fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we talk about the fact that Michelle Rodriguez is playing Michelle Rodriguez. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, wait let's, let's have Robbie go next here. Because I want to see. I know what he thinks he's going to say. Uh, and then it'll be between me and Eric. Okay. Like. When when you go back and look at how long ago this was, twenty one years ago, uh, for for where the state of the world is now with YouTube being huge and and content creators on YouTube uh, who have very popular channels that get millions of um, people who watch them buy a burnt Lamborghini and rebuild it, and then somebody else buys a, a something something Mustang and they redo it, and all the like it it's out there for everyone, and I think it's movies like this that are the reason that those people are trying to kind of follow that chase that dream um of making cool things and it would have it could have very well happened through you know um and gone in 60 seconds or any of the other stuff but this was one about customizing vehicles not stealing vehicles um and i think that it holds up pretty well and obviously they've kept the crew going for umpteen years and through tragedy with uh paul walker dying and other things that have you know come and gone within this but it it is it's funny to to think that like they block off the streets. You just forget about that. You forget about the fact they block <laughs> off the streets, um, <clears throat> and how much of a disturbance that would be for normal people. But for the sake of the movie, where they're they're doing their racing and all that stuff, I think it's just a fun, entertaining movie. And it it created like the whole you know it uh, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. You know about respect and all that crap. I think it holds up. And now when you look at the franchise, you can't compare the first to the most recent because they're not they're they've evolved so much that they're they're drastically different like these are criminals in the first one uh, two different groups of criminals who are coming together with a police officer getting into one of the crews and they're going around breaking into other garages for race wars and crap like that to now where it's like saving the world um but as far as the movie goes i think it holds up because people still have these vehicles and the Honda S2000 is an iconic vehicle. And in future ones, the Skyline and other things, those are very highly desirable vehicles for people. So on that particular thing, I think the the lore of Fast and the Furious is is big. And the original is respected for it, except for the Jetta. The Jetta sucks. The Jetta sucks. Four-door Jetta race car. Come on. Take wow. it, Robbie. <laughs> Some interesting points, Mike. There's no doubt about it. Uh, why don't you go first, Mike? Because I might surprise you on this one. Well, okay, sure thing. Uh, apparently, Paul Walker said he took this movie because he saw Donnie Brasco and he always wanted to be an undercover cop. So Donnie Brasco, Fast and the Furious. Right? That lines up. That lines up, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. It sure does. It it's a friend up. of mine. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a twisty road. <laughs> the script's a friend of mine. Um, friend of us. Paul Walker <laughs> is dead. Paul Walker is dead from oh. fast driving. Yeah, it's hard to ignore. 
But if you can get past that, you know, if you can separate that from this, you can remember <laughs> that this movie has a lot of action in it that's exciting. And movies are supposed to be thrill rides at times. Other times they're supposed to be indies where they're black and white like a mank and you just hear people talking for two hours. You know, it <laughs> depends on what you want. And it doesn't make a movie worse or better because of those characteristics. For me, it's entertainment. And is there ludicrous stuff in it? Freddy got fingered. It could be ludicrous, but it's still funny to me. So it's just a matter. And I didn't mean to use ludicrous in that sense. It just kind of worked out that way, seriously, which is Luda! funny. Luda! Because he's in the next one. <laughs> Throw them bows. Uh, I watched this movie with all the hype behind it after all these years. Never saw it. And I'm really glad you made us watch it, Robbie, because I never saw it. And I need to see this film. If we're going to call ourselves, you know, a movie show, we need to be seeing everything including the stuff we might not be attracted to. And this film was it's pretty entertaining, I thought. It, it didn't it did seem to vacillate a lot between okay, this scene's about building the bonding and then this scene's about an adventure and then this scene's about building the bonding and then this scene's about it, like crime. It was weird how it literally almost was like back and forth, back and forth, scene after scene and the way it was set up in that way. Maybe questionable, but I, I was into it. I was curious enough and I was impressed by what I saw, you know, like some of the stuff they did with the cars and, you know, the people, the way they act and not the way I would act and not the kind of people I'd want to hang out with. But I think as this movie being what it is, I think it holds up. I do. I, I enjoyed it enough and less so than my, I, less so that I found it interesting. There's more that it was entertainment enough. So if you're looking for this type of movie, you know what it is, then it holds up. And that's how I'm going to look at this, I suppose. I think the One big takeaway here is if you are an aspiring screenwriter and you want your lead character to be kind of a badass, what you want to do is make sure that he uh, has the crust cut off of his sandwich in his opening scene. Tuna, but, no crust. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, does it hold up? Dude, this movie has spawned nine, you know, eight sequels. Uh, so there's a lot to, there's so much to, to think about. Um, It's not boring, okay? I wasn't bored. I was entertained, Mike. You nailed it. Like, it is entertaining, okay? Uh, but if I'm not a fan of cars and I don't give a fuck about, like, a Honda or a Jetta or whatever the hell it is with lights under it... <laughs> A movie like this should make me a fan, okay? I'm thinking about thrashing. Like, I didn't care about skateboarding when I was a kid. And I watched thrashing. I was like, I want a skateboard. When I watched The Karate Kid, I'm like, I want to go to karate lessons. When I watched this, I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with cars. These guys are a bunch of tools. <laughs> so, like, did it do its job for me in that respect? No. But I think it still has the ability to achieve what it set out to offer an audience. That's what Roger Ebert was pretty much saying, which is a dumb action movie with cars. Um, new metal and hot chicks. So in, in those <laughs> respects, it, it does hold up because it, it delivers exactly what it's set out to do, regardless if I am a fan of this subculture or not. I think with a smarter script, which honestly wouldn't be that difficult, we could have had something that is a guilty pleasure, like Point uh, Break, which is something that gets uh, compared to so many times. Don't say that. Um, and, and not just to be a movie for like, gearheads but for everyone so that being said so many people enjoy this film and the entire franchise so 
even though it's not for me, I can't sit here and say it doesn't hold up because I do think that this um, franchise starter does hold up because it is kind of entertaining. It is fun. It's stupid, in my opinion, but I think it stands the test of time, and um, it deserves its place in cinematic history, even though I'm, I might not like it that much. What does this even mean? Here we We're go back again. To the I mean, what are we doing here? If you don't yeah, like it. I mean, going on and on about how you don't like it, how it's not for you, but it holds up. I don't know, man, but I tell you what, I'm going to remember. I will remember. Next I, time you turn turn down some classic movie, it doesn't actually hold up. I will remind you. Didn't you didn't hear me. I liked it. I was entertained by it, Travis. Like, I I, I found the film interesting, and I... And, and and I okay. did get entertained by it. Like I, I was hearing mixed I'm saying, things, I guess. Yeah, I'm saying like this whole car business, I could fucking care less about. But uh, I do think the film holds up. Um, I don't think this franchise was a mistake uh, or anything like that. So, yeah. That's it. And Eric, you are an undercover police officer, right? So it did appeal to you on this, that. This is and... not entrapment. All right. <laughs> he doesn't have searchlight blue eyes. So yeah. Ooh, Entrapment? Oh. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones' ass? Yeah, I, I did have to look that, that up. Like, I, that's I guess, all I ever think of. I guess uh, undercover seconds. cop doesn't have remember. to tell you he's a cop. Like, I, I did the research. I spent like a half an hour on it. I'm like, what is true? What they don't they have, have to tell do? you. If, if you, you have, have to tell me, anymore? you have to tell me okay. you're a cop. That's the no, dumbest like, movie myth in history. Yeah. Dom does, yeah. and then like he doesn't even bother getting the answer from him. By the way, I appreciated that actually because I'm like, they're not falling into the movie trap of pretending like you have to answer. That's true. That is true. Yeah. All right. Well, look. I, I think secretly too. I I didn't mention this. I should probably put it on the record. I like I do want to drive fast, and I do want to drive cool cars. Really? Yeah. I still and remember being was a passenger for me, in yeah. Scott Olin's car. Oh no! It was the worst moment of my life because he drove <laughs> so fast. I was so terrified. I remember being in Jeff Olin's car, and it was yes. one. Oh, of the what? Two brothers? Oh no! Yeah, I, 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 it was one. It was a one and done thing. I'm like, I've never gotten in a car with him again. Yep. So no offense to the Olin brothers because yeah. they're great like, guys, but uh, they terrified me. <laughs> yeah. Ra- rapid fire the question car. for you guys. Rapid fire question: What's the fastest you've ever driven or been in a vehicle that's driven? Jeff I'm curious. Olin's car. How fast do you recall? Uh, One hundred eight, I mean, maybe. I don't know, maybe no, a little over track. I wouldn't have looked. I don't care. I I worked for. I think. I think it's okay to say it. I worked for Ontario Parks, so like oh. state park idea, but in, in Ontario, we had these brand new Dodge Rams, and on a road going downward, I was able to uh, get it up to two hundred kilometers an hour on the road. Uh, not a good idea on highway. I was uh, how fast eight, is two hundred kilometers? Could we go thousand miles? Thousand miles an hour? You were a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure exactly how fast it is, but it was like two the miles. speedometer was like, I think they go up to 240. It says 240, 260, but they don't. They wouldn't go that. But it was just down a hill, and I remember being terrified, but for some reason I like needed to do it. That was before this movie came out also. Well, it's immaturity. Um, I mean, yeah, I did some real dumb shit as part. Yeah. It's just life experience. Like, oh, I'm going to do this now. I'm not even saying I'm going to do it. It just happened. Yeah, so I was just curious because like I, for me now, like I don't have a vehicle that I would like. I don't have a high horsepower anything that I'm ripping around in. I have a 2016 Civic four door manual because uh, I just like the manual. But that's also why I bought the trucks because I like better on truck. gas mileage. Is that true yeah. or false? The Civic, uh, I was told. No, it would uh, get... are manuals better of gas mileage than tr- and? Uh, it depends on how you drive it. Because right? oh, okay. if you can All keep right. your revolution, your RPMs, you can keep them down in a manual <laughs> a lot better. So. Travis falling asleep. That was, <laughs> <our talk>. great, <laughs> what is this? Talk great cars. Let's talk great cars. All right. I'm sorry. But anyway, thank you for we're having losing, me. We're losing watchers. 
Uh, I, you know, thanks for coming on, man. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I hate the movie, it. but I like you. Yeah, well, if, if you ever want to talk oh, Mighty man. Ducks, if you want to get into the greatest trilogies, uh, I'm willing to come on for a Mighty Ducks episode uh, or possibly some other whatever. Just thanks, guys. I do Born appreciate it. I like what <laughs> yeah, you do. That's fun. Yeah. Sure. I hope you weren't. Oh, we loved having you, Rob. Yeah, we'll, you'll, you'll come back again, of course. I mean, just because you picked this great. movie, it did hold up three to one just for the record. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There we go. Good talk, to- Rockstar, if you haven't already. Yeah! Dude, no, hey, don't spoil it. Yeah, don't man. spoil it, dude. That might be on my list. Hole in the Hard's a great song. I'm damn proud to have written it. <laughs> Come on, we all die young, man. It's a great fucking song. Wow. Like, yeah, I'd, put, I'd crank that right yeah, now. Rockstar. Yeah. Love Rockstar. Not the drink. Love Rockstar. The yeah. Not both. the. Well, by the way, we, oh, I didn't mention this. I've been trying to mention it the whole show. Fucking was the NOS energy drink because of this movie? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Same thing. That has to be what it. Not no, the term NOS is from this movie. Like it's not oh, yeah. actually really? called NOS. It's nitrous nitrous oxide. Yeah. But right. The NOS, I think, is like a brand name. Yes. Yeah. And then really? so it was like it was like Coca-Cola, right? You get your brand sponsorship or whatever. I think mm-hmm. that's how it came to be. Was like, I need NOS, right? I need more NOS. I'm not fast <laughs> enough. Oh, this was and good like, for the you NOS. You can't handle NOS it. People. I yeah, started pounding those in like 2011. when for like you two use years, an S right. on F zero, that's how I equate it. Like if I'm up, pretty close and I'm falling behind, I hit the, the S and I go faster. <laughs> well, come on, dude. The ultimate video game reference for NOS is fucking off road. Gotta get those nitros. Oh, Load up on those nitros. Yeah. Off road. Oh, yeah, one of the best true. arcade games of all time. Nitros. Used to love that. I always wondered if it was real or not. I guess it's real. You really do. Nitro boosters are a real thing. It's mind blowing to me. There's like uh, right. that are nitro racing, I think, that are, you know, funny cars or whatever. I think they run off like pure funny alcohol how? and other uh, funny, funny cars, like the, yeah. the classic uh, clown cars. Yeah. John Force. Don't forget John Force. Yeah. I only know what those are because there's a band called Alcohol Funny Cars. <laughs> that's <laughs> really? really that's, yeah, yeah. Punk okay. band from the 90s. Well, yes, his name is Robbie, and he is a wonderful human being. Please follow him on Twitter, RobbieBaseball1, RobbieBaseballNumerical1, and the Dingers podcast he does with him and Ty Childs. And if you like baseball, if you just want to hear two Canadians talk about stuff, check it out. You talk about cooking on the show, Robbie? No, I've talked more about cooking um, with Govier the last week recording than I ever have in my life. Um, And I've had some some positive people who who make comments about it. Um, Dude. I, if they I, have you ever read uh, Kitchen Confidential, Anthony Bourdain's book? Uh oh, they should make a movie out of that. Now, that could here be the go. greatest cooking movie of all time if they make a film. You're in a hot spot, Eric. Oh, You're on dangerous ground right now. What? They they did make uh, Bradley Cooper was in a version of Oh, was that Kitchen Confidential? No, no, Kitchen Confidential was like a show, uh, short lived oh. show. Oh no, shit. Uh, there's also a really good BBC show called What Chef. That I think ran two seasons. I've got the DVD in my like shop office unopened, oh, and uh, it's it's hilarious. But it's also like true to the abuse abuse the kitchen staff and the, yeah. the chef the yeah, greatest yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah, kitchen. I know. I, I got kitchen Guys, I, Robbie was on fucking Chopped Canada. He was on Chopped. That's not That's true. Cool. That's yes. true. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm watching this immediately after the show. I think it aired in 2014. I think. Uh, yeah, somebody found it recently. I'll have to go find that link again, but it did happen. So, yeah, yeah Robbie's uh, internationally famous for his chefing. <gasps> chefing? Is chefing. That a, I don't, chef work. Chefing. Chef I don't chef believe work. that. No, I don't know. Uh, all right, so look, it's the Cinema Night Podcast. We thank Robbie for being here. Thanks, uh, Robbie. Patreon's available, and you can go hit that up. Uh, in the show notes, the link is available. And Travis, 
Eric and myself will be involved in all of that. So if you like that, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Thank you so much, Robbie. Thank you, everybody. We love you. We wish you all the best. Next week? Next week? Oh, next week? Oh, shit. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm just so spaced out right now. Yeah. (laughs) I got thrown off. That's right. We got to go back to next week's show. And Travis is selecting. Eric will not be here, but we're going to have a special guest. We are. We're going to have a special guest. Uh, we haven't had Aaron Chudpud Worley on in a while. He's going to be joining us in Eric's stead. Does he hate the show now? Or did we get any information on I, that? Or? I don't believe that he hates the show. He might hate you personally. Oh, that's I fine. I yeah, don't I think can he hates that. the show. Good. No, I, All I, right. I, that's I, what I care about I, most. You'd have to ask him, but I believe there's no qualms there. Um, I thought it would be fun to give you some choices, Mike, because we're the Cinema 9 podcast is going to get cinematic that is marvel cinematic we're going to join the marvel cinematic universe finally and you can choose either ant-man spider-man homecoming or it's four and a half years old thor ragnarok you make the choice on that one these are your options wow that's tough um that is really hard (laughs) i feel like ragnarok is so beloved it's kind of an um, obvious one, and it's not quite five years yet, so I'm happy to, to dismiss it. I was just kind of going to watch it anyways because Thor: Love and <laughs> Thunder come out. Watching it anyways, well, yeah, Thor: so. Love and Thunder comes out next week, so I'm going to be watching it. Well, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should do it. Um, I mean, it's when did Ragnarok come out? Was it literally five years, like in it was, November? It, it was no, in November. Yeah, it'll be fun. It was years. November. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know why I knew that. All right. I think it would be fun to have that in the spirit of Love and Thunder coming out. So Ragnarok? Yeah, let's 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 Spend take the a rules run a at bit. this. Yeah, all right, cool. Thor sure. Ragnarok. Let's do it. I'm excited. Wow. Eric, you're gonna miss this. I'm sorry. I, it looks like I lucked out. Good luck. Yeah, that's, that's, there's a reason why we're doing it now that you're gone. With, with you gone, there's a reason. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I don't Woo! want to hear someone be like me today that next week with a movie that i do like oh with yeah. the franchise that i do yeah like. no you don't want that you do that to others but no we'll That's not fair. let well, that yeah, happen to you no. i promise i'm gonna wait till you're gone and then watch the movie like a like a crafty guy <laughs> Well, that's it. Next week, Thor Ragnarok, me, Travis, and special guest Aaron Chudpud Worley for Eric, Robbie Baseball, and myself. And Travis, we'll see you. 